you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everybody. It's Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. And Florio, for the second straight week, we are opening the show with a major injury that is shaking everything up. Last week, it was Aaron Rodgers who was hurt after just four plays. This week, it's Nick Chubb who goes down with a season-ending knee injury. Uh, and, I mean, I guess your, your early reactions, because, I mean, it's a guy like Nick Chubb. Uh, there's a guy who will, who will fill in for him, but there's really no replacing a guy like Nick Chubb on your real roster or on your fantasy roster. Yeah, this one sucks all the way around. Not only has Nick Chubb been insanely good for fantasy and insanely consistent and and for the Browns and everything, for as good as he is on the field, all you hear is that he's an even better person off the field, and we know that he already hurt this knee injury. So hoping that he is back and doing Nick Chubb things next season, but this uh, this was certainly a gut punch watching it last night. Yeah, absolutely was. Obviously, the next man up is Jerome Ford, and he's a guy who had a bit of a role in the offense already, was catching passes and the like. Now he steps into a full workload, um, understanding he's not going to give you equal production to Nick Chubb. What are your expectations for Jerome Ford at this point? I think he could be a solid RB2 that has some week uh, RB1 weeks. Like last night, 16 carries, 106 yards, four catches, uh, I believe it was, you know, three catches for 25 yards and a touchdown. He just missed a second touchdown on that long breakaway run by a half of yards. So if he gets in on that one, we're talking about him going for even more fab. I think if you're in a fab league tonight, you got to be ready to spend at least 40, uh, maybe even 50. It all depends on your league. You know your league better than me and how much people usually tend to spend. But like I saw leagues where Kyron Williams in week one was going for 60% of your fab budget. So I think Ford will be around the same. And I think he's the lead back, even if they were to bring in, say, a Kareem Hunt, or if they made a move for Cam Akers, whatever they're going to do, they seem to really like uh, Jerome Ford and chose him to be the backup when there was other options available. So I don't think he's going to get the Nick Chubb workload, but I think he could be get like 75% of it, let's say. I do think he's going to get a lot of work. In fact, uh, Kevin Stefanski has already sort of intimated. He said, look, you can't replace Nick Chubb, but Jerome Ford's going to be the guy who gets a whole lot of work. So uh, he's going to get a lot of opportunity, and I do think you're going to see a lot of people spending all their fab. If you didn't go out and blow all your fab last week on a guy like Puka Nakua or Kyron Williams, chances are you're going to blow a lot of it this week to get Jerome Ford in your lineup. So uh, we'll see how he produces going forward, but we know he's going to be the guy there in Cleveland. And as for Nick Chubb, we certainly wish him the best. Uh, hopefully he's able to heal up and get back on the football field as soon as possible. Absolutely loved watching him. Uh, it was a devastating blow to watch him go out last night. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Let's get some of the top waiver wire targets for this week. Florio, who do you like? At quarterback, Russell Wilson, who's been playing well. Sam Howell, who adds some value with his legs. And then you spoke about Jordan Love earlier on the show. Kyron Williams, who I didn't have on this list originally because I thought he was way too highly rostered. Uh, Matt Breida, in case Saquon is hurt. Zach Moss, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill. And then Roshan Johnson, just for some late season upside. At wide receiver, Nico Collins needs to be picked up. Don't overlook Tutu Atwell just because of what Puka's doing. Marvin Mims Jr. deserves more run and should be picked up. Jaden Reed had two touchdowns yesterday. Tank Dell scored a touchdown yesterday. Jalen Hyatt needs to get more playing time. He is a sneaky pickup right now. And then some tight end, Sam Laporta, we spoke a lot about. Hayden Hurst, I know he plays tonight, but great matchup next week against Seattle. Zach Ertz is getting so much volume, as is Hunter Henry, that you cannot continue to ignore those guys on the waiver wire so you can check those guys out if you want more waiver wire goodness check out matt okada's weekly column at nfl.com slash waiver wire let's talk about a few of these though if you have your top waiver priority or if you're going to blow a bunch of fab this week who is the guy you're going after nico collins he is the real deal like he went out yesterday uh had nine targets seven catches a buck 46 and a touchdown but it's not just like it was a one-week thing. Through two weeks, he's averaging double-digit targets per game. He's averaging 113 yards per game and just under 21 fantasy points per game. You got to pick this guy up. Definitely Nico Collins going to be the wide receiver one there in Houston. We talked about Gus Edwards, though. He's another guy you should be targeting off the waiver wire simply because the running back situation around the league a little bit questionable you got cam Akers, who looks like he's out in uh in los angeles rashad penny out in philadelphia saquon barkley maybe banged up this week you're going to need running back help gus edwards is the guy that you want we know the ravens are going to run the football a lot it's going to be split between he and justice hill but we know edwards can be explosive we've seen it in the past uh if you need running back help he should be on your roster if we're going to go through this again, who's another guy that should be heavily uh, invested in this week? Zach Moss. I know we had questions about this Colts backfield. He played all but one snap yesterday. He had 18 carries, four targets, uh, went for over 100 yards, scored a touchdown. I know he's not going to play the Texans every week, but when you're seeing volume like that, it is way too good to ignore and to leave on the waiver wire. Zach Moss needs to be a priority pickup this week. Since we're going off the running back theme, Kyron Williams, we'll mention him again after what he did against the San Francisco 49ers. He looks like the RB1, 96% of the snaps. That is hard to ignore. Ronnie Rivers got a couple of opportunities basically when Williams needed to catch his breath, but this looks like his backfield for the foreseeable future. If we're going a little bit deeper, who's a, a deep waiver wire target people should know about? Tank Dell. Do not ignore him. And I know people are going to be like, oh, he's your size, but it doesn't matter. He had 10 <laughs> targets yesterday, scored a touchdown, seven catches, 72 yards. He also had a second touchdown that was called back due to penalty. And this happened in the preseason. People are like, oh, this guy can't score touchdowns. He led 
college football and red zone touchdowns last season. Just because he's small does not matter. He can get open very quickly. He's going to earn volume. C.J. Stroud said, give me this guy in the NFL draft. They're going to have big plans for him. So Tank Dell is a deeper waiver wire pick. Also Tutu Atwell, who was on Florio's list there. I know right now we are engraving Puka Nakua's name on the Fantasy Rookie of the Year trophy after two weeks, but let's not <laughs> overlook what Tutu Atwell has done. He also had 119 receiving yards in the first game of the season for the Rams, and he came back in week two, another solid outing, seven catches for 77 yards. Nakua and Atwell are the two guys that Matthew Stafford is targeting heavily in the passing game, and look, he's another small guy, but he's finding ways to get open, especially in the middle of zone coverage. Uh, and if you need wide receiver help or just want some depth at the position, Tutu Atwell is a name that you should know. So if you're adding guys, you got to drop somebody. Who are you saying goodbye to at this point? I'm dropping Rashad Bateman, who's averaging three targets per game, who is playing less snaps than Nelson Aguilar right now. Like, I know he, we all... Not we all, but the fantasy community loves hyping this guy up. Zay Flowers is the receiver you want there. Get rid of Bateman. And even that was with you know Odell Beckham getting hurt, too. Yeah. Aguilar still getting some opportunity. I have another Rashad. This one is Rashad Penny, and I talked about him a little bit earlier. Didn't play at all in week one. Barely played in week two when he was playing. Uh, the Eagles already had the game pretty much well in hand at that point. Uh, the big holding call that ended up erasing a touchdown to A.J. Brown. I just don't see a lot of opportunities for Rashad Penny getting on the field. So at this point, there's no point of him hanging in on your fantasy roster. Okay, let's get some of your questions as we like to do at this time in the show. We went to websites, twitter.com, and uh, pulled some of the things that you guys had on your mind. So we'll rip through a few of them here. Let's start with this one from Nate, who wants to know, is Puka him? Your thoughts? Yes, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had 20 targets yesterday after having 15 in week one, 147 yards after 100 nights. Like, the way that he is being used right now, I thought he'd be Robert Woods. He's actually being Cooper Cup. And one thing, Marcus, I think maybe as a community, we kind of forgot the genius that is Sean McVay after last season. I think we did because last year the offensive line was bad. Matthew Stafford was always under pressure, couldn't get the ball out. This year, Stafford looks like he has time. He's delivering the ball efficiently, effectively to his guys. Puka Nakua looks great. I saw somebody tweet that, uh, I hope when Cooper Cup comes back, he gets to play the Puka Nakua role in the Rams <laughs> offense. That's kind of what it looks like. Uh, moving on to the next question. This one from Jonathan. Is it time to bench Justin Fields for Daniel Jones? No, only because Daniel Jones on a short week is getting the San Francisco 49ers on the road without Saquon Barkley. Like, the odds are stacked against him. And the Chiefs' defense have shut down Goff and Trevor Lawrence to start the year. It's no cakewalk next week for Justin Fields. I would still play Fields over Jones. I would still play Fields. And I think on in balance, those two guys are going to end up being sort of about the same this year. So if you've got both of them, you're going to have the headache of week to week trying to figure out which one you want to start. But I do understand the concern because the Bears offense has looked awful in the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, moving along, this next one is from Mike who wants to know, is Kyle Pitts ever going to be utilized in the Falcons offense? Deep sigh. I mean, it's so frustrating to see Jonu Smith get used over him. I, I'm just going to – I did not see that coming. Um, but I'm willing to give Kyle Pitts one more shot because next week they play the Detroit Lions, who have allowed <laughs> the most yards to tight ends so far this season. And that's not even playing Travis Kelsey in week one. So it seems like a weakness there. 
I'm willing to give him another shot. If he struggles in week three, yeah, then it's time we have a real serious talk. I, I think we need to have a serious talk, but I, you know, because you've invested in him, it's hard to move along depending on what your other tight end options are out there. Uh, maybe you're scouring the waiver wire and trying to stream, but it is apparent that the Falcons don't want to heavily involve him in the passing game. I don't think they really want to throw the ball unless they have to. They kind of had to on Sunday. Desmond Ritter had 32 pass attempts. I don't think that's going to be the norm. And I think Kyle Pitts is ultimately going to be frustrating for a lot of people all year long. Uh, it's not about talent. It's basically just about scheme. Uh, next one up from Spencer wants to know, what's going on with Jamar Chase? Any, uh, any answers there? It's a Joe Burrow issue. It is not a Jamar Chase issue. Joe Burrow has not completed a pass of 20 or more yards this season. And on pass attempts of 10 or more air yards, he's 5 of 21 with no touchdowns, one interception, and a 21.9 rating. Like, the issue is on Joe Burrow right now. He is not right. He is not healthy. But he's dragging down Jamar Chase, unfortunately. Yeah, Jamar Chase is going to be fine, you would believe. Um, it's sort of like with Kyle Pitts. It's not about talent. It's not about, you know, the player individually. It's about what's going on around him. And right now, until the Bengals passing game picks things up, Jamar Chase is going to be sort of an up-and-down guy. But, again, you probably spent the second or third overall pick on Jamar Chase. Do you really have somebody better on your bench that you're going to go with? It's frustrating, but keep the faith and believe the Bengals are going to get this thing figured it out. Uh, David wants to know, so, Drake London. What? Drake London is going to be what Drake London kind of has been through yeah. the first two weeks. Like, he saw seven targets in this game, which isn't a whole lot more than he saw in week one. He just had some better results, caught a touchdown. He is going to be, in my opinion, frustrating week to week all year long. That is going to apply to all the Falcons pass yeah. catchers. It's going to be up and down. Weirdly, the guy you could probably count on the most is Mac Hollins, and only because your expectations for Mac Hollins aren't really that high to begin with. So, I mean, I, I, I guess, yeah, it is what it is with, with Drake London. You can start him. He's a low-end wide receiver, too, uh, who may occasionally have some spike weeks. Last one. Broken Ninja wants to know, should we keep Garrett Wilson or trade him out? I would be trying really hard right now to trade Garrett Wilson because it looks like, oh, he's still afloat with Zach Wilson. You saw that amazing catch he had on Monday Night Football. Then he had a 60, I think it was like a 68-yard touchdown yeah. yesterday. Besides those two plays, it has been extremely rough for Garrett Wilson with Zach Wilson. And I don't see it getting any easier. So I would try to sell high while he still has that name recognition and he's still putting up pretty good stats. Yeah, I, I mean, I would try if you could. I think the problem is everybody in your league yeah. knows who the quarterback is for the New York Jets. Maybe hang on to him because there's... You know, there's an idea that maybe the Jets go out and make a move and try to bring in another quarterback. We'll see. If they ride with, with Zach Wilson, it's going to be a struggle all year long. But maybe they get somebody else who can sort of help the situation. And then maybe that gives Garrett Wilson a little bit more value going forward. Oh, hopefully things get better. We'll see. Uh, appreciate all your questions. Of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter at NFL Fantasy. Or you can hit us up individually on our uh, Twitter accounts as well. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Tomorrow, we're previewing the first chunk of the Week 3 slate. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, the quickest way to double your money is to fold it over and put it back in your pocket. Be safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 